Hey everybody, welcome to the Veteran Sound Project, the very first episode. Thank you for joining me today. I have a really good friend of mine. I've known him for years. He, We used to serve together in the New Jersey National Guard. Uh, he left, I believe he got out in 2017. Um, so he's been out of the military for a couple years. He currently lives in New York City. He's a composer, a uh, professional piano player. Um, we'll get into some more details of that within the podcast. It's kind of a long one, so I'm going to cut to the chase. Definitely uh, also forewarn, just to give you a, a heads up, he does uh, swear a little bit, you know, just to keep that in mind. But we're going to get right into it. So here is my interview with Dorian Wallace. All right, today I'm here with Dorian Wallace, uh, pianist, composer, um, and former National Guardsman that I actually served with in the New Jersey National Guard, and then I believe before that the Ohio National Guard. Um, I'm gonna let him explain that. But uh, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. Uh, you know, just um, just uh, just living in this weird, weird ass pandemic. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we've yeah we we've talked about this before. I've just um, so I for those that might not know, I I'm a former Live Nation employee. Um, and Dorian, especially being in my unit, we've we've talked a lot about the difficulties these days. Um, either working as you know freelance musician, even composer, um, but just even live live entertainment in general. But um, I. Yeah, we were we were just talking. It sounds like you're still composing. I know you keep yourself busy. I think mm-hmm. you just got a job. Um, or you're in music therapy now too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I'm in uh, music therapy. I, I started my own private practice. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we we can even get into that in a little bit. But um, you know, uh, it's called Madari Music and Mindfulness. And right now, that's just the way that I'm, you know organizing how I'm doing my freelance music therapy work um, and I'm doing a couple of areas of 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 work the 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 first one is I'm doing a meditation group with the American Humanist Association uh, it's a 10-day course that I teach people how to meditate and how to develop a meditation practice um, but we're also doing a, a music therapy group with 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 the AHA and um, like for instance right now we're going through kind of a course of existentialism uh, through the four different dimensions the four worlds so like the physical world the sociological world the psychological world and the the spiritual world and when I say spiritual world I don't mean like the esoteric you know it's it's not about the supernatural state of things. It's more about right, right, the right. ideological and the philosophical. Um, but then uh, the other two places that I'm I'm using Madari music uh, is I'm working with um, with a, a two groups called um, Sing in Solidarity and the Workers Arts Project, and those are those are activist oriented uh, music spaces and. Um, music and art spaces uh and when i say spaces i don't mean literally i mean it's like just it's people uh yeah that, exactly yeah yeah or, or yeah. um but so I'm, I'm doing a music therapy program um for it's music therapy for activists you know basically giving a place for decompression and processing um and then i'm also the final is i'm doing a, a group therapy uh with veterans through about face which is um uh, which is an activist uh, veterans group, and yeah, I'm not too. I'm actually gonna write their name down. I'm not too familiar yeah, with them. Um, yeah, I'm, I'll cool. definitely check them out. I have. Yeah. Um, so I'm currently talking to somebody at a Creative Vets. Mm-hmm. Um, Creative Vets is an organization out of Nashville, I believe, um, that they work mm-hmm. with veterans. I, I believe it's sponsored by Big Machine Records too. Um, oh, whoa! But they work with they work with veterans. Um, to help like as songwriters you know help curate mm-hmm. help help them work on projects that they kind of come in and submit um and I'm, I'm currently in contact with them actually the next few episodes of this podcast are probably gonna be interviewing a couple of their artists cool um, but that's that's really cool what'd you say it was about face about face yeah um and i can send you a link in the chat too oh definitely uh, 
Yeah. Um, and then and on then, top of that, a new, I mean, fatherhood, man. Which, yeah, yeah. Congratulations, congratulations. I, I, like, I, I got a baby, man. Uh, it's it's super interesting. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> it's just like all of a sudden freaking, you, get... you keep yourself busy. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's just it's it's crazy having a kid. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like this this human this little human that that you're just uh you're not you know like like you're responsible for right um, in right. like a very and and you know keep in mind like like I'm, I'm real interested in like uh unconscious effects and psychological effects and you know it's one of those things right, it's just right. like you know like how much is like gonna be too much like how little is neglect like where is that balancing point um yeah you know how open am i gonna be i think about I, some you're probably overthinking it some I, it's it's that. not it's I, not just keep, up, just keep up those improv lessons should be all right <laughs> should be okay. but it's, it's it's not so much like overthinking. it's more just being aware of it like right. Right. you know um this like uh they're, they're, i mean out of all the comedians i'm gonna quote but fuck it uh, there's the the Louis C.K. joke where you know it's like sometimes you say one sentence and it's like oops there's forty years of therapy, and, and like Dude, you, you know. On a side note, the yeah, um, yeah. the last show I worked with Live Nation before everything shut down was Louis C.K. Oh no uh, shit! Just, just on a on a side note, but yeah. um, ah man, yeah, uh, but congratulations. Uh, yeah, we were we were talking before this, and it sounds you know it sounds mm -hmm. like the family's doing well. Um, mm -hmm. you're keep yourself really busy uh something i do i do want to kind of uh touch base on is that yep. so you're you're from ohio um yep. i'd love yep. to kind of talk about a little bit of your transition um <laughs> got from small town ohio to new york city and living mm -hmm. in new york city for i think probably over a decade and yeah it's this been, point been now, over right? a decade now yeah. yeah no um you know uh there's a lot of things to it. Um, so I'm from Ohio. Uh, it's a place. Uh, and also so where you where you started, which you can get into later, but where you started, you joined the Ohio National Guard mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. at first. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, you know, first and foremost, uh, yeah, I'm from Ohio, a uh, town called North Canton, Ohio. North Canton is a, it's a small um it's a small suburb uh, outside of Canton, Ohio, and it's it's a it's a working class town. Uh, it's where you know Hoover vacuums. Um, that's where it started oh, yeah. there, yeah, and like the first factories yeah. there. But there was a big you know economic loss when um, people uh, went when they moved uh, the factory down to Mexico, and you know just tons of people lost their work and. Um, you know, it, it's actually really funny because, uh, like, not my biological father, but my mom's first husband was one of the workers at the at the Hoover Company who had, who had lost his job, um, and it just you know, you know so so that's where I'm from, um, and it's it's a it's a cool little town. Like, I'll be hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep this pop up really brief i just wanted to highlight an organization it's a 501c organization called guitars for vets guitars for vets is a nonprofit organization run by veterans um it's been around over a decade there's chapters across the united states in most major cities and they provide free guitars and guitar lessons in a group setting to veterans um, they take donations. They, I believe, are looking for volunteers too. So, if you are interested in any information about that, go to guitarsforvets.org. That is guitarsforvets.org. And back to the episode. Thank you. It's, it's a cool little place. Um, but uh, I had basically decided uh, to go to school for music composition at Kent State University, and. Um, uh, you know, I, I was there uh, getting because because I, I so musically um, I'm primarily self-taught. It's it's kind of interesting because um, I come from a musical family. Uh, my mom's a professional piano player. She used to play. Well, she used to. She still plays uh, piano at um, 
lot of the local schools and um she's an accompanist at one of the universities for the voice students there um and my dad is uh is, is a barbershop singer um which is a fascinating nice. yeah yeah it's, it's fascinating world uh uh, but, um, you know, they, they like, I, I had some lessons here or there with my mom, uh, but not really a regular thing. So, like, I'm mostly in the self-taught realm um, of my musical background. Um, but it was self-taught while being around professional musicians all the time. So it's like I heard my mom practice, like, all the time. Um, so I, I knew what practicing sounded like without even right. realizing that that's what that was. Plus yeah. the fact that we had two pianos in the house. We had one in the basement and one in the dining room. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I just played piano forever. But anyways, blah, blah, blah. Eventually I'm like, yeah, I should go to school. Uh, so I went to school for music composition. Um, and that was where a lot of my formal training uh, in, in music musicianship uh, started to happen. That's where I started to learn the basics of music theory and basics of music reading and notation. Um, and uh, I was really fortunate because uh, I had a really good teacher, a really good, one of my professors was really good um, because he, you know, there, there's kind of this mystical thing about music theory, like, oh, like it's this, analyzing of music and it's scientific it's like no it's fucking not like it's it's uh it's all it is is descriptive words of things that are happening like that's all it is it does there's no right or wrong there's no um it, it's just it's just it, it's literally learning grammar um right, right. <laughs> like yeah you okay. know yeah, and, and so I had a really good professor who, like, instead of, like, throwing all the technical jargon at us, he was like, oh, yeah, you already know this. You just don't know the name of it. And, like, I, and I'll be, I'll be up front. Like, I remember there was one particular chord progression we were learning, and, like, I just processed it. I was like, whoa, I know this chord progression. Like, I've heard this a thousand times. It's in, like, every song I've ever heard ever. Uh, and now I just know what it's called, so I don't have to, like, figure it out by ear the same way. Ever. You know, it's like now I just know what's happening and can start playing immediately. Um, so, so you know, th that, was, that was kind of my experience um, with, with, uh, with school, as well as, you know, learning some formal piano uh, training. Because, you know, my, my fingering was, like, ultra fucked up. Like, I did a lot of weird, weird... Right. Because you were just, did you, did you have, did you, so, um, when you were in grade school and whatnot, were you taking piano lessons or did you just kind of, no, 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 okay. I, yeah, I, I, I plunked around a lot. Um, and then you got into, you got into college, like you passed college auditions and everything without, so, even, uh, I mean, like, it's a little, it's a little interesting because I oh, yeah. first went to a community college gotcha. because okay. I couldn't pass the That's auditions. That. Yeah. Um, Cause I yeah, cause uh, I didn't really know any rep. Um, I knew some rep, uh, right. but it was also interesting because I had like a shit ton of technique. Uh, like I was, I was a really good piano player. I just didn't necessarily know how to um, read music, and um, I don't know if it would have worked in a conservatory setting, but in a community college level, it worked. And yeah, it worked. It worked. And that was a good entry point for you. Yeah. And I, and that's where my teacher was, who was really, really excellent. Um, uh, and, and it was because of that. Uh, so the way Kent State works is there's a lot of satellite campuses, plus there's the main campus. So I, I was at the Kent State Stark campus. And I really learned a lot of the foundational things so that when I did go to the main campus, um, I had foundational, you know, fundamentals. Uh, and, um, y you know, I mean, it's the same shit like uh, in the army when we, you know, talk about like firing a rifle, like we, we work on the four fundamentals of breathing and, right. and sight position. It, it was like, that's what I was learning in music. It was like, it was like, all right, you the know the circle yeah. of fifths, you know the blues, like it's like you know these things, yeah. like you know what the scale, what a scale is, like yeah. you know what a chord is, and like that, that you know, it just like all the other stuff, it's like 
more about the um it's more about like like the application as opposed to like the the fundamental concept if that makes any sense um yeah no absolutely absolutely yes so um one of my roommates in college was a fellow composer and he uh actually um <laughs> he um was in the army the army as well uh, he was in the army band okay. in ohio and he, he was and, in that, that guard unit yeah and yeah. he was like and keep in mind like at this point in time i had like super long hair like down to my fucking nipples oh and, i've like, seen pictures yeah I've yeah seen yeah i had like crazy beard yeah and uh and my friend's like yeah man you should join the army and i was like what no and he was like they paid for school and i was like what really like what do you mean <laughs> like <laughs> you know you know like and uh yeah i ended up fucking joining i joined yeah. i joined the yeah. army and what, um well actually what year was that not 2009 to make you seem old that was 2009 yeah okay yeah. and you went to basic and everything that same year like in mm -hmm. so then I went I to basic you were, like you were only in the ohio band for two years. i know you were in the you were in the jersey band for at least six or seven years right because by the time years. i got there you were you were had already been there for at least three or four years mm -hmm. um and i was 20, yeah at this point yeah no yeah so and, and and i i mean you know uh like I actually the the irony is I joined the army to pay for school, but because I joined the army, I ended up dropping out of school. Like, uh, you know, it was one of those things where um, Kent didn't make sense anymore. Like, part of it was like I was I think I was burnt out. I wasn't a very good academic student, um, mm -hmm. and it was I think it was even like frustrating for some of my professors because I was a strong in some areas but i wasn't strong in other areas and um you know fast forward many 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 years later i've actually processed that it's it's uh, it's actually like my learning style just wasn't um i didn't even know how to address that my learning style wasn't being met um you know and it, it just i don't know i eventually eventually um dropped out of school and just moved to new york city uh to do the composer thing um and uh along with that uh with i had to train what is, yeah yeah. No. With the, yeah that's that, that's 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 cool um, yeah did you have a house did you have an apartment or anything lined up were you crashing on somebody's couch um i mean yes but it was also like stu super dumb uh okay. you know there was a girl uh, you know oh. isn't that like that was one of the things oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah yeah uh it's a dancer girl um you know, I also had some friends that lived out there uh, uh, and, um, you know, didn't really, I, I didn't think it through. Like, I mean, it's actually kind of like how I joined the army. Like, did not think, yeah, did not surprise, or sorry, did, did not like plan this shit out. Uh, just ended up being there right, uh, right. And, and doing it. But, um, yeah, uh, and, and that was actually why I transferred to the Jersey band um, was because I was looking for... Uh, uh army bands that were close to new york city um and uh i'm actually really glad i found out that there's a reservist band in queens and i wasn't looking for reserves i was only looking for guard yeah um and uh not as, not as easy yeah i've kind of i've kind of uh from what i've learned about the queens band i'm glad i found the jersey band um uh but nice. yeah uh it was, you know, um, I, I, I don't know. It just, it's, it's, uh, it, it was a big, big jump to get into New York City. And, um, you know, I started just going to, like, jam sessions and, you know, started to just work my way around. Um, I started uh, applying to dance companies because uh, one of the things I do is I play class for, for dance classes and, um, you know, to this day, like that's still something I do for a lot of my income. Uh, I, I actually am the music teacher now. It's what's, just, what's up? Just kind of a side note: is that I'm, I'm imagining that's all paused right now, or? Uh, no, no, I'm doing it right now. Martha oh, really? Graham, yeah, we do everything virtual. Uh, Martha Graham, right now, we're doing um, half virtual, half in person. Okay. And um, uh, I also teach their music class uh, via Zoom. 
which um, that's like a super interesting class to, to teach because you're working with like really high level artists who aren't musicians. Uh, so they understand a lot of the stuff you're talking about, but they've like never touched an instrument or they like haven't put thought into particular elements of, of music making. Um, but they're like, crazy fucking high level dancers but they know yeah i was about to say so they're they're yeah professional dancers yeah. but they just never yeah yeah huh, that's interesting is that like yes part of the requirements for them or is it just mm-hmm. okay for them yeah for the martha graham uh school they have to take a music course um and i do music for dancers one and two um and the first uh music for dancers one it's about like music fundamentals we talk about you know like what is rhythm what is harmony what is melody um i try to get um i'm trying to get away from the whole academic way that people teach music because i think it's number one it's like it's not not all learning styles like match up with it but um number two i think it's it's slightly dishonest with how human beings make music um so like one of the things I do with the dancers is like we often start off with um, with drum circles and like playing you know like it's like we're not worried don't worry about like if it's right or not like like just hit the fucking drum um, and well, especially I feel like I feel like especially in that environment too mm-hmm. um, yeah that that could well, be good good oh yeah it, it's like it's also like it in this Zoom world you know like having them like like we can't do drum circles the same way so like i started being like all right like let's use our bodies let's like find objects around the house that you can play on and like it gets into this whole evolutionary process of of you know like what was the first instrument that human beings ever used and it was it was the voice and you know what was the second instrument human beings ever used and it was percussion you know the second your hand hits a log or, the, or your shoulder, like percussion music has started happening. Yeah. And and music's been with us as long as we've had language. It's 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 similar processing. Um, it's similar evolutionary traits. Uh, in fact, like there's uh, the the famous linguist um, Noam Chomsky talks about this how. Um, there are four things that uh human beings uh have that uh started to elevate us uh compared to other animals um in the evolutionary process and it was um it was all the abstract things and and the the four things are mathematics language music and dance like they're 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 you know they're they're like like what is music it's like i don't know I know we all do it, you know. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Um, so it's it's uh, that that's one of the major things I try to get across with the with the dance students um, is just like, you know, getting them to actually make music. Like it's like we're not going to analyze like you know like is this like what kind of chord progression is this like, you know like like I, I don't even ask them to identify like what keys or any of that stuff are. Eventually we get to a point where we can start to talk about that. But, like, that's not the point. Like, it's, like, the point is that I want them to understand that they are musicians, um, whether or not they have formal training or not. Um, you know, all humans are, are musical in some way. Uh, so, yeah. It's whether they just realize it or not. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, it's actually a dancer who told me this once, um, that, like, I've applied it towards music, and she was like, oh, yeah, everybody dances until you're told not to. And like, I mean, dude, like you've seen the videos of my daughter, you know, she's five months old. Yeah. Like, you know, like I'll, I'll literally like, I'll have a 38 year old man and be like, all right, let's sit at the piano. All right. Play something. I don't know how to play. No, 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 no. Just, just, just touch the instrument. Well, is it going to sound okay? Like, you know, I put my five month old on the piano. Yeah. Boom. I'm just going to like smack every key. And like, (laughs) you know, so it's like, yeah, there's no like. You know, she she's not just like she's not like, Dad, does this does this sound or am I doing it right? Like she's like ready to play already. Like she's just fascinated by the fact that, you know, my movement makes this sound awesome. Uh, so 
Dude, it's she's just, it's... such a musical prodigy, that child. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, man. Hopefully <laughs> she gets it from her mom, though. <laughs> yeah. Mom is a musician, too, for all you listeners out there. Uh, she's a violinist. Um, yeah, no, this, but... is the, this is the musical family. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I... Yeah. Speaking of, so uh, oh, we we talked about um, so yeah, well, I mentioned a couple times you're a composer. Um, anything particular you're working on at the moment? Uh... Yes. <laughs> so um, you know, this is uh, I, I'm gonna try to not get too like boring for for the listeners, but I, I, mean, I still summer. I was yeah. just questioning if you're no, 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 no. I'm just saying that. Hey guys, Shane here, checking in again. Just want to say thank you for checking out the first episode of Veteran Sound Project. I know the episode isn't over yet, but just kind of wanted to put a little break in between. And um, I just, I, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate checking out this episode. I really appreciate hearing Dorian's story. And if you enjoy, you know, make sure to follow on socials. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. And yes, also feel free to email the veteran sound project at gmail.com i will say it again at the end of the podcast but if you want to contact me shane axton reach out to veteran sound project at gmail.com thank you we're gonna go back to dorian now no but um uh, i i so I'm, I'm working on an opera right now uh and it's one i've been working on for a couple of years and uh it's really interesting um, because <laughs> the process is uh, has been changing and evolving over time. Um, like, so this is actually like super funny. Um, I was just on a Zoom masterclass like earlier today uh, for interlocking um, students, and they were talking about how to make a career as a professional musician. One of the reasons they brought me on was because I don't, I, I didn't go the traditional path, you know, like, uh, like people either see it as like, you go like the school way and you find like a job in such and such way, or it's like, you start a band and you know, you DIY your way up and like, I haven't done either of those paths. Like, yeah. um, you, you know, uh, I've done basically whatever I've wanted to do, but I uh, have figured out how to, how to utilize it and and you know make a communal experience and so um anyways uh uh this uh this one of the students asked about creativity like how do you write a piece of music and it was like man that i don't even know how to answer that like <laughs> you know because it, it, it's it's almost like if you're writing a book or you're making a movie or anything it's like it's like you start off like i don't know how i'm gonna start this thing like i don't know what like I don't know how to do it. And so, um, so when I say the word opera, um, don't just think of like the, you know, the overweight lady with the horns in her hair, uh, screaming like, right. like what I'm going to call a traditional opera. Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, what the definition that I use for opera is, um, characters in a landscape telling a story through music. Um, you know, so in a way, like, you know, Star Wars is a space opera. Like, you can listen to the entire soundtrack and it tells the story of Star Wars. Like, without any of the characters, without any of the dialogue, you can hear the music and you can still get a very clear visual imagery. And, and you know, you can tell there's a story arc taking place. So, um, I'm working with a video artist. Uh, it's this guy named John Sanborn, and John um, was one of the really innovative film artists in the 1980s. Um, he's he's an older guy, uh, and um, he's I mean he he's worked with everybody in the fucking business. Like he used to be uh, a creative executive at Comedy Central. Like it's, right, right, it's, right. yeah. Well, so so, anyways, this opera, um, it's uh, it's about um, it's based off of a French m movie villain uh, called Fantomas, and so Fantomas is a really, really, really dope, um, uh, like nineteen, like early silent film era supervillain. Um, 
he was uh, considered one of the transitional supervillains in pop culture uh, from the 19th to the 20th century. Because if you look, um, you know, the villains in the 19th century, it was like monsters, you know, like the Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, or um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like, it, it, it was like something beyond the human experience. Uh, you know, it was like, oh, it's a vampire, or it's, oh, humans, like, playing God, or, you know, any, anything like that. And um, Fantomas was a serial killer, like, um, character. He was like this mass assassin. He was, you know, just a psychopath for psychopath's sake kind of thing. Um, he was actually an inspiration for the Joker. Um, he, he, so, you know, he's, he's a big pop culture character from that part of the, the, that time period and specifically out of France. And, um, you know, I, I had always wanted to do something based around Fantomas because, uh, I, I, I love supervillains and all of this. And so I was talking with John about it and we came up with the idea of like, all right, so if Fantomas was to exist in the modern context, what would he be? Um, and it was like, well, he might be like a terrorist. Like he might be a media sensation terrorist. Uh, and so what the storyline is, is that it's um, basically around six different characters Fantomas one of the six and each of them projects onto Fantomas what they sort of need him to be uh there's um one of the characters is a news anchor and he represents mainstream media um he's kind of like an Anderson Cooper his story arc is basically he doesn't like Fantomas, but he likes the ratings that he gets from Fantomas. Um, and then there's another character, uh, Helene, and she is uh, she's a movie star. She's an actress. She represents like the Hollywood elite and the entertainment industry. Um, and then there's a character named Juve, and he's a police officer. He represents. Um, you know the police and authority and prison and and you know that that's sort of he's one character that represents all these other elements and then there's another character um named Timonde and she's a she's a crime boss and she represents like organized crime and the criminal underworld and and just that that sort of thing and, and shady deals and all of that and then there's another character named LaRue and LaRue is basically a homeless guy who has doesn't give a fuck about any of the world like the rest of the problems of the world he's like yeah, yeah that's great like oh no like so-and-so got elected oh no so you know news store oh like like i don't care I, i'm like sleeping on a bench tonight like right, uh, right, right. yeah and and then Fantomas is uh is uh really just he's like a joker character he's a mischief maker um you know causing causing chaos almost for something bigger than himself uh you know it's not just personal gain it's actually like he's got some kind of philosophy behind it um but so the thing is uh musically it was originally going to be a more traditional opera where it was going to be six singers and um i was gonna probably write it for string orchestra um but it started to get a little more experimental like just in some of the crafting of ideas um you know it's like when you free write if you're trying to write you like write a, sh a sentence and it's like that sentence is bullshit you write another sentence it's like that sentence is bullshit you write another sentence and it's like oh okay cool 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 now i'm gonna delete the other two sentences and now i'm gonna start writing this way it's the same thing with music uh but this particular process has just taken forever um so we're setting the whole thing in the 1980s because part of it is we're trying to do social commentary on the the 1980s and you know the the Reaganomics and the in, invention of of the internet and um, just uh, a lot of the element you know like like the the just like war in the Middle East um, and the United States involvement. Um, there's just a lot of these things that were taking place in the 80s really set up to the current state we're in right now. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, social so here, media. Here's a quick question. So yeah, you, yeah. You've been working on that for a few years. Um, yeah. 
was there anything with that that in the past year because of COVID or coronavirus that you know has kind of derailed some of the plans of that or because I, I do remember no. talking about that a couple of years ago even with the even with the military but obviously you know um, yeah um no the it didn't get derailed it just uh we just keep oh you know what no 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 we had a potential date that got pushed back a whole year so um but like we knew that it, it was one of those like the world got derailed so it, like this project didn't necessarily like it wasn't like everything was going fine except for Fontamas. it was like everything got derailed so yeah. Yeah. it got pushed back a year which is okay yeah um but yeah, yeah just everything got pushed back here yeah just, just to just to summarize though uh is i basically started realizing it, it's an experimental piece so i'm taking french 80s pop music and I'm, I'm remixing it and that's what the score is um so it's uh and and it's it's experimental so it's it's like a lot of weird sounds and so i've just really been like digging through french music from the 80s um like French synth pop and all that kind of shit, uh, and finding samples and uh, developing the score from that. So uh, yeah, I don't know. So so that, that's what I'm working on right now, uh, compositionally. Um, and... Sorry about that. I had to uh, had to let dog in here. Um, yeah. But cool, cool. So yeah, I know you did say uh, you had a timeline here. Um, one thing I did definitely want to cover before this is over. Uh, so and we were kind of talking about before this, but the, um, so basically, you know, we kind of talked about, you were in the Ohio national guard, then you transferred New Jersey national guard, moved to New York on a whim. And I kind of just wanted to ask you about some of the similar traits, especially being the, the professional that you are, um, in, you know, music performance and teaching and, and composition in New York and being in a couple of different national guard bands. Um, sorry, I gotta grab this thing real quick. Yep, yep, yep. But, um, yeah, sorry about that. But just kind of any overlaps, any overlaps of um, maybe takeaways that you could take from your time of even even just the National Guard, but like kind of military experiences hmm. back to New York and some of some of within the real hmm. world or vice versa um just similar traits that you've seen yeah i mean um just interested yeah. to hear, hear your take on that yeah, yeah yeah so um you know the the military really affected um a couple of areas in my life uh, i i think one of the big ones was um it, it kind of helped clarify what was important and what wasn't important Okay. Um, you know, you know, at, at basic training, they like shove it down your throat that you could die any moment. You know, drill sergeants are, you're gonna die, like, yeah. you yeah. know, like, yeah. and and like eventually, you know, I, I mean, dude, I had a real wild experience, like the fifth day, I think, of basic. Like we're like filling out paperwork, and like we had these drill sergeants like just like storming around, like like sign this fill this out like you yeah. know and and we're all like sitting down because we had to write on the floor and all of a sudden like we just hear one of our drill sergeants go what and this dude like is standing there and he's like sobbing and he's at parade rest and and he's like i i don't want to kill people and the drill sergeant's like <laughs> oh you're gonna it's like, what do you mean you don't want to kill people? You're in the fucking army, son. And like, and he's like, no, I can't do it. I can't take a life. And he goes, oh, you're going to kill people and you're going to fucking love it. And then this other drill sergeant is just like, oh, you're going to kill everyone you see. And and, and anyways, I, I actually had like this mental process of like, whoa, I don't want to kill people either. And, and you know, it just like, like all, all of a sudden like the sort of the realization that it was like i'm i'm part of this organization right. like that 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 has this power and you know i i could uh be in a circumstance where uh where i either am killed or do a killing and um 
you know, just, just, I, I mean, dude, like it's, it's super surreal. Like, you know, you and I both know people who have, who have, who have, uh, killed people in action before. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like, it's one of those things. And so, you know, just with that realization of like how serious the world can be, it was like, it like really put things in a lot of perspective and it was like, okay, like I could die today. It could happen. Like something could happen today. Am I going to be happy? at the end of the day like it you know i don't know what's on the other side like you know i i <clears throat> could be nothing it could be something you never even imagined but you know the point is that in this life uh i have to make sure that i'm content with myself and um that's actually what that's that's why i started taking music so seriously because it was like music I mean, I had always taken it seriously, but it was like, oh, like I have to do this. And that, that's, that's one of the big reasons I moved to New York uh, was the military and just like the, that, that sort of existential realization. Um, but also, you know, I, I, I think, um, I don't like to say the work ethic because I think that's a myth that the military instills work mm -hmm. ethics in people. Um, I think... There, there. I mean, there's a reason. There's a term called slack jaw, and uh, right. you know, like I, I don't know. Like I know a lot of like hardworking military folk, but I also know a lot of not so lazy. Yeah, lazy motherfuckers. So it's like, it's like, man, military there's doesn't. Like... Point, there's, there's, there's something about the organization where uh, it maybe because I mean they don't call it big army for no reason, but like <laughs> that it's kind of. You get you get both you get both people, yeah, um, yeah. Well, like like I mean the fact that I've literally heard like yeah you know if you slack off enough we might get you a promotion. <laughs> <It's> yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I I don't want to say that the military like instilled any sense of discipline in me or anything like that, but it did instill ways tools on how to organize myself that had not been there before. It like gave structure, um, you know, what, whether or not you use the structure or how you use the structure is another thing. Um, I mean, yeah. So <laughs> there's a, there's a mutual friend of ours who will stay nameless, but, uh, cause th like this, this is one of the ultimate pieces of projection I've ever seen, but he was talking about one of his drill instructors in the Marine Corps. He's like, what do you do when you, you know, have a piece of shit and they join the Marines? You got a piece of shit with a Marine uniform. And like, this guy, piece of shit. <laughs> like, yeah. And it was like, it was like, that's super funny, man. <laughs> you look, you look in the mirror. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. Uh. <laughs> I, I dude, it actually took me a second there for that to like click and i was like oh wait i i yeah yeah, yeah you know exactly who i'm talking about <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll keep that nameless but yeah yeah i know exactly what you're talking about um yeah, yeah man i it, it's funny hearing your basic training stories and like yeah like thinking the same thing um yeah. but uh yeah it's it's definitely um that's the word I'm looking for. Um, I, I, I 100% I see where you're coming from, especially the aspect. I guess I never really, like, inherited or, like, thought about it, thought about the aspect, like, a whole lot, especially in, like, in kind of our role of that, like, oh, mm -hmm. I might be in a position where I have to take a life. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not impossible, you know. It is the military, and if push mm -hmm. comes to shove, the right things happen, like, you never know. Even, even the 63rd Army Band, like, could potentially get sent somewhere um but uh i guess in the last couple minutes here um mm. just kind of wanted to wrap up with what um well actually you know let's, let's wrap up with so um so you're out of the army you've been out of the army for the last couple of years um <clears throat> unfortunately coronavirus uh, still going on and especially people like and us mm. um and the industries that we're in you know it seems it seems like things are getting better. They're rolling out the vaccines. Um, there's actually a very good chance I'm going to be working at a vaccine site in the next week or two. Um, I'm nice. talking to somebody out here. 
so yeah, I'm kind of excited about that. I mean, you know, it, it'd be definitely a feel good thing to feel, be a part of kind of, you know, that process. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so what's, what's the future ahead? I mean, obviously, you know, raising, raising your daughter. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, so I actually got both rounds of the vaccine cause I do in-person teaching. Um, okay. and yeah, uh, uh, I, I now, um, you know, have a very spiritual connection to Bill Gates, my Lord and savior with all the micro, is it, uh, wait, sorry, sorry. You're not, <laughs> That was a joke in case I don't n- none of that's true. I mean the vaccine part's true, but but so, oh, right, right. So, I have a I have a family member who is uh further down that rabbit hole than I, I would like and my brother and I started making jokes like that. Just hey, like, let's 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 stay out of that rabbit hole. Let's stay out of that rabbit hole. Uh, yeah. Uh, so no, what's the future entail? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. Sorry for completely ruining the end of uh, the podcast with my stupid joke. Um, but uh, no, no, no. Um, I wouldn't want to any other way, Dorian. I yeah. <laughs> just for anyone listening to this, like, so me and Dorian go way back. And mm-hmm. uh, if you if you've listened to this this whole episode, I'm sure you can realize he's a very uh, interesting guy, um, but very good guy. One of, like one of my really good friends, and that's why I was like with with creating this podcast, I was like, all right. Like the first episode, I got to go back to like, I got to go back to this guy um, because the way this dude's mind works um, is just insane. It's just insane. <laughs> but what this guy brings to the table, and especially because a lot of times back in our old army unit, um, he would lead a lot of stuff. He was junior enlisted, but he would lead a lot of rehearsals and mm-hmm. he would always bring like, he would bring, that's why I was asking him about like what maybe from our army band he'd bring up to New York. Where, but all the time we'd see it where he's bringing his skill set and he's bringing his experiences and you know playing gigs with some at some pretty prestigious places. Um, I think you if you played at Carnegie Hall, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. But and then coming down to our little army band, our National Guard Army Band unit, and bringing some of this expertise and bringing the skill set down there and just you know I've learned a lot from you. Just even listening over the years, um, <laughs> listening to a lot of stories. Um, yeah. Dorian is Dorian is known as the story historian. Um, is, yeah, but yeah. So I know I know you said you got to go, but um, yeah. I mean, uh, you know. So it did. It sounds like everything's going good there. Um, yeah. Any any final points you had before? Uh, like I said, I didn't want to hold you or uh, Heino up if she's got got something no. going. Uh, I guess, you know, um, I'm assuming that's going to be a lot, a lot of vets that listen to this or hear this and, um, you know, just, uh, take your mental health seriously. Uh, it's, um, you know, the suicide rate has gone up again, uh, in, in the veteran community and, um, you know, uh, we really have to watch each other's back. Um, I get real sick of the the political divisions that get thrown. Um, how you know veterans are often used as as a pawn for any political pundit. I'm not even going to say one party does it over the other, but right, right. You know they 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 love to throw around vets, but they never follow through with uh making sure that we're actually taken care of after our service um you know some some there are there are places but it's there's so much bureaucracy so much paperwork all all of this and you know just so often um that's used as political puns and uh it's it's just uh i think we can see through that um you know, I, 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 to this day, uh, still consider some of the people I served with, uh, you know, some of the greatest humans I've ever worked with and met. And, uh, you know, even after my service, I'm still continuously meeting more veterans from all around the world. And, uh, you know, we gotta, we gotta take care of each other. We gotta watch, watch each other's backs. Um, uh, especially, especially, 
especially when uh, media pundits and political commentators and uh, politicians they're they're willing to use to use us for their gains, but uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's rarely done in good faith, I think. Um, so yeah, yeah no, uh, just just take care of your mental health. There's Absolutely. there's literally it's 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 a life or death situation, I think. Yeah, and especially, I mean, I've uh, I've tried to look into some of the statistics recently too, but it seems it it seems like it's still they're kind of pulling still compiling like compiling the data from 2020, but um, yeah, no suicide rates have gone up, um, overdose mm -hmm. overdose rates have gone up. Uh, mm -hmm. I had an old friend of mine that uh, that overdosed just back in October. Um, it's it's a it's a difficult time right now for mental health. Uh, alcohol abuse in, in, exactly in the veteran community and outside the veteran community just i mean you know everything's still shut down and mm -hmm. now that we're almost i mean we're only a couple weeks out here from basically the anniversary here they, they you know anniversary of when the lockdown started mm -hmm. um and it's yeah yeah no it's definitely um and that's something even just with this podcast part of the reason why i mean i've been thinking about doing this for years um and i was running that music blog a little bit just kind of as like a uh like a little like front media outlet before starting this but this is um this is some, i mean if it's if this is one little thing that i can bring to the table of you know being able to talk to people just being able to share share a platform of you know talking to some veteran creatives talking to some veterans that work in the music industry um just meet some people you know have a, have a conversation once a month kind of thing like it's if it brings any value to anybody like dude it's so it's worth it in my mind it brings value to two people like yeah exactly it's worth it in my mind and I'm, I'm excited to finally take this on like i said i've been thinking about doing this for years i just remember when i first thought of it i was just like ah i'm too young I'm too like yeah um but uh well anyways yeah so thank you yeah. for joining me today um yeah man i you know i think i think i'm good with calling it there um cool i see oh there's the baby yeah. This is the baby. This is Aww. Shane. This is Ildiko. Hello. She's <laughs> eyes. Yeah, she's got Ooh. great eyes. That's what Nicole was saying the other day too. Yeah, it's got yeah. those. Oh, man. Yeah. So hi. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, she's. Beautiful, I, I'm like doing a lot of internet interviews today, so Heinel literally got her dressed up because nice. <laughs> she knew that she was gonna be on the camera. So. Yeah. Nice. But oh, um. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it here. Thank you for right, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me on. All right, so hey guys, that's a wrap of our episode today with Dorian Wallace. I know it was a long one. Thank you for hanging in there. Every time we talk, it is always uh, we we take our time catching up. But he's a good guy. If you are interested in any of his future works, definitely check out DorianWallace.com. The spelling for his name should be in the description there, but I believe it is D O R I A N. W-A-L-L-A-C-E dot com. Thank you for checking out this episode. Next month, I will be speaking with a musician, a Air Force veteran musician from uh, that is currently living in Los Angeles. Once again, going to keep it real short. Thank you for checking out the episode, and I look forward to uh, the future conversations I have to come. Thank you.